Good afternoon. It's great to see you and welcome to Bible 365 with me, Hugh Hattrick. It's day 135 of the programme and we are going to be reading from 2 Kings chapters 12 to 14 and also in the New Testament, John chapter 5 verses 25 to 47. I hope you're having a great day. It's been a lovely weekend here in the Scottish borders. Lots of sunshine and it's not been too windy and it's been quite pleasant. So let's get started with the word of God from 2 Kings chapter 12. In the seventh year of Jehu, Joash became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem for 40 years. His mother's name was Zibeh. She was from Beersheba. Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all the years Jehoiada the priest instructed him. The high places, however, were not removed. The people continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense there. Joash said to the priest, Collect all the money that is brought as sacred offerings to the temple of the Lord, the money collected in the census, the money received from personal vows, and the money brought voluntarily to the temple. Let every priest receive the money from one of the treasurers, then use it to repair whatever damage is found in the temple. But by the 23rd year of King Joash, the priest still had not repaired the temple. Therefore, King Joash summoned Jehoiada, the priest, and the other priests and asked them, Why aren't you repairing the damage done to the temple? Take no more money from your treasurers, but hand it over for repairing the temple. The priests agreed that they would not collect any more money from the people, and they would not repair the temple themselves. Jehoiada, the priest, took a chest and bored a hole in its lid. He placed it beside the altar on the right side as one enters the temple of the Lord. The priests who guarded the entrance put it into the chest, put into the chest all the money that was brought to the temple of the Lord. Whenever they saw that there was a large amount of money in the chest, the royal secretary and the high priest came, counted the money that had been brought into the temple of the Lord and put it into bags. When the amount had been determined, they gave the money to the men appointed to supervise the work on the temple. With it, they paid those who worked on the temple of the Lord, the carpenters and the builders, the masons and the stonecutters. They purchased timber and blocks of dressed stone for the repair of the temple of the Lord and met all the other expenses of restoring the temple. The money brought into the temple was not spent for making silver basins, wick trimmers, sprinkling bowls, trumpets, or any other articles of gold or silver for the temple of the Lord. It was paid to the workers who used it to repair the temple. They did not require an accounting from those to whom they gave the money to pay the workers because they acted with complete honesty. The money from the guilt offerings and sin offerings was not brought into the temple of the Lord. It belonged to the priests. About this time, Hazel, king of Aram, went up and attacked Gath and captured it. And then he turned to attack Jerusalem. But Joash, king of Judah, took all the sacred objects dedicated by his predecessors, Jehoshaphat, Jehoram, Ahaziah, the kings of Judah, and the gifts he himself had dedicated, and all the gold found in the treasuries of the temple of the Lord and the royal palace. And he sent them to Hazel, king of Aram, who then withdrew from Jerusalem. As for the other events of the reign of Joash and all he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the king of Judah? His officials conspired against him and assassinated him at Beth Melo on the road down to Silla. The officials who murdered him were Jozabad, son of Shimeath, and Jehozabad, son of Shomer. He died and was buried with his ancestors in the city of David, and Amaziah, his son, succeeded him as king. 2 Kings chapter 13. 
In the 23rd year of Joash, son of Ahaziah, king of Judah, Jehoaz, son of Jehu, became king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned 17 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord by following the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit, and he did not turn away from them. So the Lord's anger burned against Israel, and for a long time he kept them under the power of Hazel, king of Aram, and Ben-Hadad, his son. Then Jehoaz sought the Lord's favour, and the Lord listened to him, for he saw how severely the king of Aram was oppressing Israel. The Lord provided a deliverer for Israel, and they escaped from the power of Aram, so the Israelites lived in their own homes as they had before. But they did not turn away from the sins of the house of Jeroboam, which he had caused Israel to commit. They continued in them. Also, the Asherapo remained standing in Samaria. Nothing had been left of the army of Jehoaz except 50 horsemen, 10 chariots and 10,000 foot soldiers. For the king of Aram had destroyed the rest and made them like dust at threshing time. As for the other events of the reign of Jehoaz, all he did and his achievements, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? Jehoaz rested with his ancestors and was buried in Samaria. And Jehoash, his son, succeeded him as king. In the 37th year of Joash, king of Judah, Jehoash, son of Jehoaz, became king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned 16 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord and did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. He continued in them. As for the other events of the reign of Jehoash, all he did and his achievements, including his war against Amaziah, king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the annals of the king of Israel? Jehoash rested with his ancestors, and Jeroboam succeeded him on the throne. Jehoash was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Now Elisha had been suffering from the illness from which he died. Jehoash, king of Israel, went down to see him and wept over him. My father, my father, he cried, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. Elisha said, get a bow and some arrows, and he did so. Take the bow in your hands, he said to the king of Israel. When he had taken it, Elisha put his hands on the king's hands. Open the east window, he said, and he opened it. Shoot, Elisha said, and he shot. The Lord's arrow of victory, the arrow of victory over Aram, Elisha declared. You will completely destroy the Arameans at Aphek. Then he said, take the arrows, and the king took them. Elisha told him, strike the ground. He struck it three times and stopped. The man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have defeated Aram and completely destroyed it. But now you will defeat it only three times. Elisha died and was buried. Now Moabite raiders used to enter the country every spring. Once while some Israelites were burying a man, suddenly they saw a band of raiders. So they threw the man's body into Elisha's tomb. When the body touched Elisha's bones, the man came to life and stood up on his feet. Hazel, king of Aram, oppressed Israel throughout the reign of Jehoaz. But the Lord was gracious to them and had compassion and showed concern for them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. To this day, he has been unwilling to destroy them or banish them from his presence. Hazel, king of Aram, died and Ben-Hadad, his son, succeeded him as king. Then Jehoash, son of Jehoaz, recaptured from Ben-Hadad, son of Hazel, the towns he had taken in battle from his father Jehoaz. Three times Jehoash defeated him, 
and so he recovered the Israelite towns. Second Kings chapter 14. In the second year of Jehoash, son of Jehoash, king of Israel, Amaziah, son of Joash, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Jehoadan, she was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not as his father David had done. In everything he followed the example of his father Joash. The high places, however, were not removed. The people continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense there. After the kingdom was firmly in his grasp, he executed the officials who had murdered his father, the king. Yet he did not put the children of the assassins to death. In accordance with what is written in the book of the law of Moses, where the Lord commanded, parents are not to be put to death for their children, nor children put to death for their parents. Each will die for their own sin. He was the one who defeated 10,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt and captured Selah in battle, calling it Jokthil, the name it has to this day. Then Amaziah sent messengers to Jehoash, son of Jehoaz, the son of Jehu, king of Israel, with the challenge, Come, let us face each other in battle. But Jehoash, son of king of Israel, replied to Amaziah, king of Judah, A thistle in Lebanon sent a message to a cedar in Lebanon. Give your daughter to my son in marriage. Then a wild beast in Lebanon came along and trampled the thistle underfoot. You have indeed defeated Edom, and now you are arrogant. Glory in your victory, but stay at home. Why ask for trouble and cause your own downfall, and that of Judah also? Amaziah, however, would not listen. So Jehoash, king of Israel, attacked. He and Amaziah, king of Judah, faced each other at Beth Shemesh in Judah. Judah was routed by Israel, and every man fled to his home. Jehoash, king of Israel, captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Joash, the son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh. Then Jehoash went to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate, a section about 400 cubits long. He took all the gold and silver and all the articles found in the temple of the Lord and in the treasuries of the royal palace. He also took hostages and returned to Samaria. As for the other events of the reign of Jehoash, what he did in his achievements, including his war against Amaziah, king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the annals of the king of Israel? Jehoash rested with his ancestors and was buried in Samaria with the king of Israel, and Jeroboam, his son, succeeded him as king. Amaziah, son of Joash, king of Judah, lived for 15 years after the death of Jehoash, son of Jehoaz, king of Israel. As for the other events in Amaziah's reign, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? They conspired against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish, but they sent men after him to Lachish and killed him there. He was brought back by horse and was buried in Jerusalem with his ancestors in the city of David. Then all the people of Judah took Azariah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in place of his father Amaziah. He was the one who rebuilt Elath and restored it to Judah after Amaziah rested with his ancestors. In the 15th year of Amaziah, son of Joash, king of Judah, Jeroboam, son of Jehoash, king of Israel, became king in Samaria, and he reigned 41 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord and did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. He was the one who restored the boundaries of Israel from Lebo Hamath to the Dead Sea, 
in accordance with the word of the Lord, the God of Israel, spoken through his servant Jonah, son of Amittai, the prophet from Gath Hefer. The Lord had seen how bitterly everyone in Israel, whether slave or free, was suffering. There was no one to help them. And since the Lord had not said he would blot out the name of Israel from under heaven, he saved them by the hand of Jeroboam, son of Jehoash. As for the other events of Jeroboam's reign, all he did and his military achievements, including how he recovered from Israel, both Damascus and Hamath, which had belonged to Judah, are they not written in the book of the annals of the king of Israel? Jeroboam rested with his ancestors, the kings of Israel, and Zechariah, his son, succeeded him as king. Now we will go into John chapter 5, verses 25 to 47. Very truly I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to judge because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this. For the time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. But myself I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just. For I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies in my favour, and I know that his testimony about me is true. You have sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. Now that I accept human testimony, but I mention it that you may be saved. John was a lamp that burned and gave light, and you chose for a time to enjoy his light. I have testimony weightier than that of John, for the works of the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I am doing. Testify that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice nor seen his form. Nor does his word dwell in you, for you do not believe the one he has sent. You study in the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. I do not accept glory from human beings, but I know you. I know that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. But if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe since you accept glory from one another, but do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? But do not think I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom your hopes are set. If you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But since you do not believe what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? And there we are. Let's pray. Lord and Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for this time together. We thank you for your word, Lord, for your wisdom, grace and mercy, and for your eternal love, Lord, that fills us each day and blesses us in all sorts of different ways. Lord, we thank you for keeping our families safe. Lord, for giving us hope at this difficult time. And we ask, Lord Jesus, help us to give that hope out to one another, to our friends, Lord, to our relatives, to those that that come into our, 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 our passing as we go through everyday life. Lord, we pray that whether it be our workmates, Lord, or friends and family, 
whether we're in cities or whether we're in little towns or whether we live on our own. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would bring around the people and help us to proclaim your word of truth and of hope and of incredible eternal glory with you. Lord Jesus, we give you all the praise and all the glory. We thank you for everything that you have done and everything that you will do. In Jesus' name, amen. And of course, we'll do the sinner's prayer. Feel free to say it out after me. Dear Lord Jesus, we know that we are sinners and that we have done many things wrong. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would forgive us of our sin. And Lord, we truly repent of all the sins that we have committed. And we forgive anyone else, Lord, who has sinned against us. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would come into our lives, into every part of us, heart, mind, soul and body, and make us anew. Lord, we know that you died on the cross so that we could be saved, so that our sin would be forgiven, and we are now new creations in you. And in that, Lord, we give our hearts to you, sincerely and forevermore, we trust in you. Lord Jesus, you are our Lord and Saviour. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, there we are. That was day 135 of Bible 365. I've put some new posts on the Facebook page. Uh, so if you're on Facebook, you can go and have a look at them. There's some uh, One of my friends has written a really, really good Christian book um, all about kind of finding um, direction in work and family life. So I'll, when I get a copy of that physically, I'll show it to you. But it's on the links are on the Facebook page. And remember, we have the hewattrick.com. All you need to do is give that out to anyone at all. And they can uh, read, they can go onto our programs, whether it be on the podcast on Anchor or on YouTube as you're watching today. And they can see the program as well. And it's all completely free. Um, it's always as it should be the word of God um, that you're able to, to listen to and give away to anyone, Lord, anyone that um, comes along your path. But I pray you have a fantastic week. I hope you're having a great day. And may God bless you. And I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye just now.